Welcome in. This is your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, good evening. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you, man. Uh, great way to wrap up the week, as always, here for Power Hour. Uh, excited to continue the carnage that is the, the Florida swig after what yeah, we saw God. to end Sunday. God. These Florida events, man. And it's not going to stop next week either. Like there's going to be just two guys at the top of the betting board who eject themselves on Thursday. Like this is this is what Florida golf is. Yeah, the surest thing last week was probably like Sung Jay. I think I even spoke about that on the show, and he missed the cut. Um, Neiman missed the cut. So it was just it, that stuff just happens. You have to be ready to embrace it and, uh, you know, maybe shift up your strategy down here in the Southeast a little bit. Yeah, that's right. We will embrace it, and we will also embrace the opportunity to provide you, the listeners, the watchers, with some cash. How about that? Uh, you can leave your Jock Market username in the chat right now. That will get you entered into a draw for Jock Bucks. We'll give those out as the night goes on, but a very simple way to enter. And, of course, the code that you're looking for, POWER, that'll get you up to a $50 deposit bonus when you go and make your deposit at Jock Market. And, Joe, if people have stumbled in here and they have no idea what Stock Market DFS is, DFS is how this show works, how would you best describe this Wednesday night to them? So it is basically fantasy golf within the context of the stock market. So right now we're in the IPO hour until just before 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can bid actively on every player in the field you'll see that share price uh, continue to move up throughout the night once it clears your bid price uh, you no longer have any share so once that nine o'clock hour ticks um, you will be allocated whoever you have a remaining bid left on this thing is fluid throughout the tournament you can buy and sell basically all the way from thursday until sunday afternoon they're short selling anything basically rick that you can do in the stock market you can pretty much do in the jock market well i'm losing money in the stock market right now and i assume i can also lose money in the jock market but i can make money in the jock market joe and i think the guaranteed payouts are really the thing that's interesting right you know <laughs> DKNG doesn't have a guaranteed payout. I can assure you of that, my friend, but it, it does in the jock market. So here we go. Here's last week's data. Sepp Straka, one week ago tonight, sold for $3.37 a share. That guaranteed first place payout of $25 a share, $21.63 per profit. But Joe, he was 150 to one. Okay, okay. How about Kurt Kitayama? A dollar and 89 cents last week, $18 a share for finishing third. That is an 852% ROI, Joe. That is the seventh best ROI ever incredible like it's rare anymore it feels like that we see anybody rick go for sub two bucks um kurt kitayama straight out of left field uh with a great performance last week there were some other guys that pop hodges svensson like last week was uh we saw some familiar names we saw daniel berger there we saw lowry we saw woodland guys who we expected kind of to play well but we also saw a bevy of names who, who kind of came out of nowhere um and got you a ton of roi so all throughout the market, top, middle, bottom, there were opportunities to make money pretty much everywhere.
Yeah, that data that I just showed, you can get that for free. It's on my website. It's rickrungood.com. Go under tools, free tools. You'll find the jock market information there. Daniel Berger, despite blowing his five-shot lead with 18 to go, his six-shot lead with 19 to go, Joe, still returned to profit. $8.75 was his IPO price last week, $16 a share. So basically doubled your money. So lots of different ways for you to get into the green in the jock market. Yeah, about the only place that Daniel Berger uh, left people happy on Sunday afternoon was the jock market who had invested in him last week. Um, Look, felt kind of like he had it wrapped up, did it not? And then all of a sudden it felt like Shane Lowry had it wrapped up. Uh, But that's PGA National. That's the bear trap plus 18. That's a little bit of funky weather situation coming in. All those factors and you end up getting Sepp Straka hoisting a trophy at the end of the day unbelievable stuff make sure your jock market username is in the chat if you have any questions concerns comments we'll get through them as the night goes on so don't be afraid to interact but i think joe it's time for us to play a little game called bullish or bearish this is our opportunity to take a stand on four different golfers and the way that we do that is we look at each golfer's fair value and the position that they would have to finish to achieve that fair value we decide if we are bullish or bearish let's start with Rory McIlroy has been absolutely phenomenal at Bay Hill in his career. What we're using tonight is $8.56 as his fair value. That's asking him to finish 15th or better, Joe. Bullish or bearish on Rory? Bullish for me, believe it or not. And I'm usually bearish at these guys at the top. As you know, number one in the field I have in driving distance, which is sort of the route that we saw Bryson take to sort of his path to victory this year. Um, Really good in his long irons. Where Rory kind of struggles is the wedges and the nine irons and like these shorter holes. I think this course sets up ultimately perfect for him. He's number one in strokes gained tee to green at Bay Hill. I know that there have been some some changes over the last couple of years to the course, uh, but this is still coming back to a place where he's comfortable, where he's won. I'm going to go bullish on Roars. I am as well. So he has elite, elite course history. Rory's good at all places, but he's basically, this is a top 10 player course combination since 2008. So I'm, I'm very bullish, Joe. The only problem is a little spoiler alert. He's already at $7 and 33 cents. I don't think we're going to get him anywhere near 856. So we might have to readjust this fair value here. How high are you willing to go on the guy? Uh, I'm willing to creep into the mid nines. I think on Rory, I like him just as much, pretty much as I like John Rahm this week. Um, little, the betting price is a little too short for me. I think this is a place where I feel a little bit better about putting some of my dollars on Mr. McElroy. All right. Two bulls on Rory McElroy. We'll go now to Sung JM. You invoked that name a little bit earlier, Joe. He was very popular last week in all fantasy formats. And of course he misses the cut. That is his biggest loss. Oh boy. I'm just scrolling through his data here. That's his biggest loss since. Oh my God. Uh, ever that last week was his biggest loss ever. Are you surprised? I I guess it makes sense because his IPO was high and he missed the the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But that was his biggest loss ever. Uh, tonight, we're using $7.16 a share as his fair value, which is 21st or better, bullish or bearish on Sungjae. Yeah, here's another one I think probably ends up clearing that price. I believe his projected rank is 13th tonight, which is probably realistically in the top seven or eight guys in the field, I think is pretty fair to say. 
I'm going to go for a bounce back at Bay Hill for Sung Jay. Last week, you mentioned PJ National. Weird things happen when you bring in water into play on 15 or 16 holes. Uh, you hit a couple bad shots, you miss the cut. It happens. He's great in Florida. The ball striking numbers have been great. Normally very accurate off the tee. I think that there's going to be a little more emphasis this week versus last on a round the green game. And I have him ranked third over the last 24 game rounds in, in sort of around the green game. I know that stat can get a little hairy because it depends on where you're playing from around the green, but he's got a great set of hands on him. Uh, really like his chances to bounce back this week. And if we're asking him to basically top 20, I'm bullish on that number. Yeah, as am I. And th- yes, you you nailed it. The volatility of PGA National, the fact that Sung Jae usually doesn't have two horrible weeks in a row. And this is another place he's been awesome at. So I think you want to look at this as an opportunity to quickly forgive, quickly forget. If he burns us again, so be it. But I think this is one of the better spots for an immediate bounce back. So two more bulls on Sung JM. Let's move on. Chris Kirk. Now, Chris Kirk, we are using tonight. Well, I just scrolled right past him. Here we go. Uh, $4.27, 39th or better. I think he goes probably more expensive than that, Joe. But are you a bull or a bear on Chris Kirk? Three bulls in a row for me, believe it or not. Uh, I like Chris Kirk a lot this week. I thought that he played very solid last week at PGA. I think he finished seventh. Uh, The tournament before that, which I believe was waste management, top 15 there as well for Chris Kirk. So returning a solid ROI in both events. I think both have a lot of similarities to this. Uh, Firm, fast, Bermuda grass, a lot of water around, trouble lurking. Uh, places to take advantage. I think this could be another good setup for Chris Kirk, who actually got his last official win uh, in Central Florida as well with the King and the Bear over there, um, you know, right outside of Orlando. So a uh, good spot for Chris Kirk in good form. I'm going to go bullish and, and say that he probably top 30s again this week. I So I'll kind of take uh, a nuanced angle on on the fair value we're using i'm a bull i just i don't think i think he's going to be way more expensive than that yeah. I, I just think so I'll, I'll i'll probably end up taking a bearish approach on chris kirk because i think he's going to get steam from yeah the great week in phoenix the great week at pga national this has generally been a pretty good spot for him i'm willing to there are some guys I'm willing to look at the history and be like, okay, I can live without. I can live without Chris Kirk in my portfolio tonight. So I'll be a bear there, which leaves us with one final guy here, and he's a past champion. It's Mark Leishman. He's the seventh ranked, uh, pre ranked golfer, $7.52, Joe, 19th or better for Leash. Which way do you want to go? Here's a bear for me. I'm going to take bearish on Leishman at that price, basically thinking that he does not finish top. 20 this week. Here's why. I think there's two ways in a lot of these Florida courses to kind of play it. And you don't want to get stuck in the middle. You want to be on one side of the spectrum where you have a strength. You either want to be very, very accurate off the tee to keep yourself out of water, out of trouble, or you want to be really long. Um, Leishman's not really either. I've got him 40th in driving distance, 88th in fairways. That's a recipe for disaster. He's also 101st in proximity from 200 plus. Um, I, there's a lot of things that just aren't lining up for him this week. I know he has solid course history here, but I'm going to take a bearish approach and just think that number's a little bit inflated for me. 
As am I, I think when you get guys with really good course history, especially in the jock market, you end up being asked to pay for it. And I'm not always like one that. to want to pay for it. So I, I find myself not getting these guys in my portfolio. And I imagine we're going to have the same situation with Mark Leishman tonight. And it's a Leishman's credit. There are other spots for him. You could deploy Leishman. I mean, he's got a, I mean, I'll just show you the screen again. You can see the the really good finishes here at Shriners and Fortinet and Travelers and even the Masters and the like there's a lot of places to deploy Leishman. I don't need to pay for the course history. So that's that's kind of why I why I will take a bearish approach this evening. Yeah, you made a great point about course history. I don't love it in Florida pretty much in general just because so like uh, you miss by five yards and all of a sudden you're hitting three. Um, it's just there are spots where it tends to be sticky. I don't love it down here. We saw Sungjae. We've seen Daniel Berger finish second at PGA a couple times. Then he misses the cut. It's like every other year. So there's a lot of volatility anytime you bring so many hazards into play. Uh, I'm willing to kind of overlook that uh, through this entire swing. Yeah, we're about 30 minutes away from this IPA. Uh, IPA, wow. I got beer. I got happy hour on the mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from this IPO closing uh, a couple of minutes before 9 p.m. Eastern time. So let me start the funds here. Let me start giving away some cash. The first $20 to the jock market goes to Rudy Betta. Congratulations. You are on the board. I will pass your information along to the guys over at jock market and they'll take a couple of days to get that into your account, but congratulations. You're our first winner. If you want to be like Rudy, go ahead and put your jock market username in the chat right now. That'll get you entered into a draw for 20 bucks. Joe, let's turn our attention to this golf course. Bay Hill is one that we, we know we love. We get it every single year. It generally offers thick rough and we are seeing more of the same this week you kind of talked about a little bit with uh the leishman skill set or lack thereof for bay hill but what type of golfers are you looking to find uh for success this week yeah like i mentioned uh, i'm looking for players that have a particular strength in one area or another looking for good long iron players looking for players who putt really well traditionally on these sort of lightning quick fast, slippery, slopey greens that they have there at Bay Hill. Um, and I'm going to throw in a little bit of around the green game this week. I haven't heard many people talk about it, but um, I think that just where you're going to be coming in with the approaches, I've seen some, you know, we, we see the ball drop videos in the rough. It looks relatively thick, but it will be a, a factor based on what we've seen recently. It was nothing last week at PGA National. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I've sort of honed in on this week, and I'm going to sort of stick to it. Anything I missed there? No, I do like the around the green thing because um, so two th two parts. We know statistically that this golf course um, will ask you for more approach shots from 200 yards uh, than the tour average. We know that that's a stat. There's really no debating it. But when you are hitting from 200 yards and out, Joe, you're missing a lot of greens. And what ends up happening as you put it, uh, you're kind of at the the mercy of the lie that you get, whether it buries down, nestles down, whether it sits up, whether it does something in between. And having a, an arsenal of different uh, uh, shots around the green, being able to go high, being able to go low, being able to use different clubs is a valuable skill set. So I, I like that as kind of a low-key, decent little focus for this week. Yeah, and I think the other thing is like, 
you want guys who play hard golf course as well, right? Uh, a lot of the stuff that we saw early in the season with sort of the Hawaii swing and even some of the numbers that we saw, like at Riviera, for instance, that normally plays hard. I don't think this place gets anywhere near those type of numbers under par this week. You're going to want guys that play difficult golf courses as well, U.S. Open type conditions. I actually think this place is harder than PGA National. It just has those two extra par fives. Uh, which allow for the scoring to be a little bit lower when you see final score. But overall, this is this is a difficult test and it's going to be demanding and it's going to you know take every part of their game to be firing on all cylinders in order to play well. Well, we're just a few minutes removed from our bullish or bearish segment and Rory McIlroy Joe has already surpassed our fair value for this evening. We said it at 857. He's already at $9.01. So what you're asking Rory to do at that price is finish 13th or better. Uh, I love the history. Rory's coming in in decent form with the T10 at Riviera. We might be looking at a massive number on Mr. Mr. McElroy this evening. You know, he played a couple tournaments on the Europeans where I think he had a really good finish in the, the it was the desert classic out there, but we had, yeah, he, he probably should have won it. Then Victor came in and won in a playoff. Is that and the he, one he ripped the shirt? He coughed. Uh, oh, that, I don't know if it was that one, but he, oh, I don't know. Actually, I felt like the ripped shirt was so long ago, but I feel like the, the, yeah. the shot that he hit into 18 was more recent. Yeah, so I know I think he finished third in that event. You look there, his last five tournaments, he hasn't finished worse than 18th. Seems to be reinvigorated, seems to have that bounce back in his step. Um, what do you think? You think he's going to win this thing? I think he's got a really good chance to win this thing. I mean, there are concerns, right? There are concerns that he is putting outside of his mind right now, which I know is not should not necessarily be viewed as a concern, but that's this is not necessarily vintage Rory, but the way that he's driving the ball plays so well at Bay Hill. He is, you know, the experience around here, I think is incredibly important, especially without the green re greens reading books this week. And I, I just think he, for a guy who won six starts ago, I feel like he's still hungry. He wants to be piling up these victories. And I think he's got a really great shot this week. Yeah. I, I love the way Rory sets up for this. I know he's, it's funny when you pull that up, if you could pull it back up, like he's not hitting his irons very well. He's like wow. losing strokes with his irons on average, but we know his strength is put that up. He's probably got the new stealth in the bag. Fire that thing out there as far as you want. He's going to be a force off the tee. And when he can gain four, five, six strokes putting, uh, there's probably no one that's going to beat him in the world putting those numbers up. Yeah, scary stuff there. Uh, lining up behind a couple of darlings for this week, but obviously a big gap. Uh, it's early, but a $4 gap from Rory McIlroy to Keith Mitchell and Will Zalatoris, Joe, who are number two and number three early in this market. Keith Mitchell, um, you know, we go through these stretches, right? We go through these stretches of guys who are playing well and they're getting to golf courses. And it's like usually a three or four week stretch in which a golfer is really, really popular. We're in that stretch right now for Keith Mitchell. I know. And it, I'm, I have concerns. Okay. So I had concerns last week. He ended up top 10 So those sort of went to the wayside. That said, um, you're taking a player who's ceiling in Keith Mitchell, I don't think is quite as high as those guys around him. Certainly yet, Hideki and Will Zalatoris are much better players than him. And you miss a little bit off the tee and you miss the cut. So I'm much more willing to pay for, for top end tier 1A talent uh, versus I think Keith Mitchell's price is getting a little bit out there. 
That said, there's a lot of things to like about him. Plays well in Florida. Likes these Bermuda grass greens. Hitting his driver fantastic right now. I just yeah. think that he's due for some regression based on where, you know, basically we've seen Keith Mitchell enough to know that uh, about the type of player that he is. For sure. And the other two guys at $5, you mentioned Zalatoris and Hideki Matsuyama. It's early. They probably won't end there. I'm super excited about what Hideki can do. His his weeks at Bay Hill have been horrible putting weeks, yet he's still found a way to finish even top 40. And when you talk about a guy losing seven strokes putting and finishing top 40, that's all upside from there. And Hideki's been phenomenal this year. So I'm excited about Hideki. And, um, you know, Will Z, I'm, I'm just kind of in the middle on. I, I know there's a lot of people who are very excited about Zalatoris this week. I'm not down on him. I'm just basically neutral. I think he'll be fine, which probably means he won't be making my portfolio this evening. Yes. Um, I worry that maybe we saw like sort of the peak Will Z at the farmers and, and do we get that again on two starts later? I, I don't know. I'm much more comfortable, like you mentioned, in going to someone like Hideki. Um, he's you mentioned he hasn't putted well, but he's third in tee to green, specifically at Bay Hill. That's his strength. We know he's a great long iron player, and he's actually been putting it uh pretty well so I, i'm looking at three of the last four starts solid gains putting he's won in two of the last six starts that he's had i think we may have missed oh this is Zalatoris. okay so this he had Zalatoris. the zozo yeah, sorry. and yeah. obviously the sony where he got scorching hot but um i believe led the field in birdies at the waste management as well so he's making putts um he's making scores i just think that this place sets up great for him and ultimately is a place that he's probably going to find himself with a pga tour victory before all is said and done i couldn't believe like they tweeted out the picture earlier this week of his birthday i could not believe hideki was only 30 years old crazy right he's been around forever it feels like he's been there forever i felt like he's getting closer to 40 but still young still has plenty of good years uh left in the tank so so rooting for him to have a good week He's in his prime now. He is getting a little bit of a bump here. So now $6.66 a share for Hideki Matsuyama. Zalatoris did jump up a dollar and a quarter since my last refresh. And then Matt Fitzpatrick, Joe, someone I'm very high on, someone who has three straight top tens here at Bay Hill. He generally plays in these strong fields really well, these tough courses really well. Those are a couple of the boxes that you were asking some of our golfers to check off. So will you be in the mix for Matty Fitzpatty this week? Uh, depends on the price a little bit. I think that that fair value is about a little bit above the max that I'm sort of willing to pay for him. That said, you mentioned plays hard golf course as well has a lot of stats that would align, uh, that you would think would indicate success here at Bay Hill. We're not asking him to win, which is a big thing in the jock market to sort of return you some money. So, uh, should be a good week for Fitz. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I'll give away a little bit more money here in just a second, so make sure your Jock Market username is in the chat so you can be entered into that draw. But I do want to talk about a couple of these guys uh, that are coming up on the board, and they're coming up in the chat here, Joe. We'll start with Cam Young. He's $4 a share. I'll tell you what. I've been very impressed with what Cam Young has been able to do. He is just a lightning rod off the tee it's turning into results i thought pga national was probably a bad spot for him finished t16 i think this is a better spot for him like how low how deep into this leaderboard can cam young get i think he can top 20 again um he's been just fantastic with the driver he's gaining a ton off the tee 
I'm looking at like his last four events, 4.4 T to green, 8.6, 2.4, 7.9. Like these are massive numbers that we see from a lot of the best players in the world. The driver is a weapon right now uh, and he's hitting it straight. So he needs to get, you know, have a decent week with the putter, maybe tighten up a little bit of that around the green game. And I think that he's going to be a familiar name uh, all the way through the summer. He's a good player. Really good player. Really impressed. You can see here's his uh, jock market career. It's a very small sample size. He's only played in 11 markets. His average IPO, $3.10. He'll be well over that. In fact, he's already passed that tonight, but he's returning you an average ROI about 130%. You can see the returns there. Yeah, very good stuff there. Okay, let me continue down the board here. We talked about Chris Kirk. Um, We did not talk about any of these guys, Joe. So let me know if any of these names jump out at you. Max Homa's here, $5 a share at the moment. Jason Kokrak, $459. Or Adam Svensson at $230. And I'll give this a a refresh. Anybody in this range that's jumping out to you? Svensson, my boy. But uh, I don't know. I think he, he, you know, played well enough last week that probably is a, you're buying in now at a high point, uh, but was terrific ball striking. And I believe through Saturday led the field. One of the only, I think one of two people ever to go 18 of 18 greens in regulation at PJ national. That's unbelievable. I, I was there on Monday. I can't imagine doing that. Um, but the guy just missed a couple of short putts. I think he got himself into somewhat contention, which is going to be good for him long-term got a great caddy got a great mindset got a great you know all-around game um the kid's a winner uh him at two dollars and 30 cents i think that we get a nice little bump there i'm not quite sure on jason kokrak i feel like this is a good spot for him but for some reason i just don't like him this week give me give me what you're feeling on kokrak uh yeah i like kokrak a lot so so going back to it's eight years he's been phenomenal he's been just uh, amazing at Bay Hill. And what I like about Kokrak is he will be volatile, but he has legitimate winning upside. What does he have? Three wins in his last 18 yeah. months, something like that. So that is pretty rare to find a guy that still slips pretty far down the odds board that still slips pretty far down the jock market that has actual winning upside. And then you put him at a place where you know, if he if he's at his true DNA where he drives it well and he's played well before, like I think it's I think that's how you run these guys out. I think that's the time. I like it. Can I put you on stage with another player? Sure. Sam Burns. Hmm. What are we doing? Is this a buy low spot for Burns or are things just headed? So listen, I looked yeah. when he got the win at Valspar, right? Obviously in Florida. Before that. Three consecutive missed cuts, actually, right around this time of the year. I think it was Honda. I think it was here and and maybe the players or something like that. And then all of a sudden, he like had like a top 30, and then he won. So obviously, can sort of flip the switch off a couple of missed cuts in a row. Is this a spot where we can get in on Burns, do you think? I will not be involved in that, and I hope I'm wrong because I love the guy and I, mm-hmm. I love the way that he plays. But um, I think he's lost strokes off the tee. In three of four this year, he's lost strokes on approach in three of four. He's lost strokes putting in three of four. Those are three really big strengths of his game. The fact that he's struggling in all three is a concern. And then you look at what he's done at Bay Hill. He's never gained strokes tee to green in four trips. I I I want to wait like another week or two. But I, I'm ready. I I want I'm ready to buy low on Sam Burns. I just don't think it's here. 
I know. Same here. Remember that though, that the three missed cuts last year, a top 30 and then a win. So if I, if I see like a top 30 this week, I'll probably be in at the players. All right. I can get behind that. All right. Well, this is the latest in the show that we have ever first mentioned John Rom, and the number one pre-ranked golfer is making a bit of a move right now. Rom is now $7 a share. The second most expensive golfer behind Rory McIlroy. Rom is uh, at $7. You're asking him to finish 22nd or better. That's basically the worst finish he's had, in, you know, uh, forever. Um, I think Rom might be the most fascinating golfer in this, in this field, Joe, because he's lost strokes putting in two straight. He's been hemorrhaging strokes around the green for a guy yes. who's amazing around the green. Yes. And you can see the frustration mounting. Now he goes to Bay Hill where he's never played in competition. And you have a lot of people kind of shrugging their shoulders, not knowing what to do with the number one player in the world. So what do we do with the number one player in the world? Well, in this market, it's going to ultimately depend on price for me. Lost in four of the last six, that's concerning. You mentioned he's just getting crushed around the greens, but that's a weird thing. Like, not every around the green shot is the same, whether it's sitting up, sitting down. Did you short side yourself? Did you leave yourself plenty of room with an uphiller? Or did you leave yourself basically an impossible shot? So I don't know exactly how they're figuring out, um, you know, honing in on those strokes gain numbers, but it's been bad. You're right. What concerns me most, Rick, when I see him is the body language looks terrible out there. He's getting frustrated with fans. It seems like no shot is really good enough for him at this point, which we know how tricky expectations are in golf and how it's such a mental game and how that can play an important factor ultimately in performance. Um, so I just worry that maybe there's a little, there's a weight on his shoulders. Number one player in the world. It's been a while since he won going all the way back to, to June now. So, um, it should like, he's never played here before, but he's long and he's accurate. This should be a great setup for him. Yeah. I just, just worry. There's no course on the planet that John Rahm is not a good setup for. Good right? point. The body language concerns me. Feels like he's not having fun out there. It feels like things are, you know, one thing sort of goes wrong and his expectation level is essentially perfection at this point, which we know is obviously unattainable. Yeah, I would love <laughs> Is it bad that I want him to miss the cut so I can get a really good number on him next week or like get like a really good I don't know what great number I would get. I don't think the books are going to offer anything, but like I it's I don't think you hold down John Ron very long, but I agree. I just don't think there's enough, especially with some of the other options that are available and what we know the price might get to on John Rom by the evening uh, coming up. I, I just, I just, I won't have him. I won't just. Right. Me neither. And I know that one of these weeks he's going to win by six and he's going to yeah. burn us, but uh, I'm willing to sort of roll that dice week to week. Yeah. He'll wipe the board with us here eventually, but we've avoided yep. it for, uh, for long enough. All right, let's turn this around and go to the top 10 here. Cause we still have a couple of top 10 players who are the minimum $1 price. That's obviously going to change, but Victor Hovland, the second pre-ranked golfer, still a dollar. Scotty Scheffler, the third pre-ranked golfer, still a dollar. Adam Scott, eighth, a dollar. Billy Horschel, ninth, a dollar. Terrell Hatton, 10th, a dollar. Of those five guys who are still at a buck, Joe, which one would you most prefer to have in your portfolio tonight? At a dollar, Vic, I think that he has the highest upside and the highest winning potential, but I have a lot of interest, Rick, in Adam Scott this week. Okay. I, I feel like he's going to get a sneak of PGA Tour win in this year. I bet him this week. 
I've seen numbers improve off the tee for him. I think long-term, like he was experimenting with that 48-inch driver for a little while, and things got wacky off the tee. He's back, and, and he seems to be striping it really well. And the guy's putting it well also right now. He's got a bunch of wins in Florida. He's won the Honda. He won at Doral. He's won the players. This is like the fourth leg that he needs to sort of complete the, the Florida sweep. Um, and I think he has a good chance of getting it done this week. I like the way that he pops, right? You know, he'll miss, he'll, he'll return you, uh, or he'll, he'll lose you money in the market. Like he did three straight in Houston and RSM and then Phoenix, but then boom, plus 159, 159% ROI, uh, 116 at the CJ Cup, 264 at Wyndham, 97 at the Stroud. He will pop for you, which I think is mm-hmm. a, a straight, a, 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 a skill set that I, I love. Um, okay, so outside of Adam Scott, that leaves us with Horschel, Hatton, Scotty Scheffler. Any interest in in those guys? Not really for me. I should have interest in Scheffler. Should set up great here um, at that fair value price at eight forty nine. I don't know that I'm. I don't know that he's a good, as good of a player right now as Hideki, as Victor. I may be wrong on that long term, but I think he already got his win this year, and I think that's the only one we see out of him. Hatton and Horschel are perplexing to me. Hatton, we just don't know. I mean, he was a top five player in the world, believe it or not, not too long ago. Um, It seems like things have fallen off and we just haven't seen him. I know that he's got a home in this area right around Bay Hill, has the win here, of course. And Horschel is like an anomaly right now as well. I don't know how he finished like 16th last week because he was all out of sorts, but managed to put together another good finish. The stats are it's like looks tough, but then you look where he finishes, and that's all that really matters in terms of jock market is finishing position and projected rank. He's ninth in PR, and he's finishing well. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he caught my attention as well as someone that I think can make a little bit of a move. Let me give away a little bit more money. The next $20 goes out to Mr. Unlucky. You are no longer unlucky that's $20 going in your direction congratulations if you want to be like Mr. Unlucky and win 20 bucks in the jock market make sure your username is in the chat and of course the code you're looking for for deposit power up to a $50 deposit bonus Joe let's see if we can find some guys at the bottom of the barrel here right let's scroll all the way down I'm going sub three dollars at the moment I won't name all of these guys but I know Danny Willett might be interesting for some. I know Martin Laird has been on a little bit of a run as of late. Christian Bezaden, Hote. Even outside of those guys, are you seeing a sub $3 name that you think can outperform their expectation this evening? Okay, so a couple of guys. I don't know where he finishes at, but I'm going to have a close eye on Thomas Peters. I think this should be a good course for him. I like the way his strengths set up for a place like Bay Hill. And I want to also keep a very close look at Sahith. Um, the last time we saw him was at the Genesis, the letdown spot of all letdown spots. And he made the cut. He's made every one of them so far in 2022. Depending where you can get his price, he was like hot. Everyone was talking about him. Now that guy is kind of Cameron Young, has kind of taken on that role. And maybe people sleep on Sahith a little bit this week. Very good player. Should set up well. Uh, I'll keep an eye on the price, but if he's around the mid twos, I will be a buyer. Yeah, you like those bombers? Uh, he can move it too, man. Like yeah. he can absolutely move it if that's the style of golfer that you're looking for this evening. Uh, we are seeing Rory McElroy trickle, 
trickle up now nine dollars and seven cents. Hideki Matsuyama seven eighty six. John Rahm seven seventy seven. Matt Fitzpatrick at seven sixty six, and Scotty Scheffler at seven thirty three. So this market is rounding out. Joe Sung J M is up here as well at six dollars and a quarter. But we're about to get into a flurry here with just a couple of minutes left in this IPO. Do you think there'll be? I don't know any surprise. Like what would be surprising? It's got to go Rory Rom in some combination. What would it be surprising if John Rom was not the most expensive golfer? Considering That's what he's I was the just favorite? Say. I don't remember the last market that we've had where he has not been the most expensive golfer. So, um, you know, I knew, I remember talking about a couple of weeks ago, like will Cantlay beat him. Yeah, he ended up he not didn't. passing him. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think Rom ultimately gets it done, but I feel like everyone's kind of cooled on him a little bit. And this is the ultimate place to test the public sentiment and opinion. Um, that's all that really matters because you're only going to bid on guys that you think are going to play well. If people have soured a little bit on John Rahm, maybe Rory comes in hot. All right. Well, it is 8.53 by my clock. So we this is the point of the show where uh, we let Joe go do his thing and he will make his bids and we'll check out his portfolio when all is said and done and the dust clears and I'll take you the rest of the way. So Joe, good luck, my friend. Thanks, buddy. All right, so the way this is going to work, uh, at 8.57 or so, we enter a 90-second window. That 90-second window means the IPO can close at any moment. It's randomized. That's for your protection and everybody else's protection to keep it fair. So uh, the bids are going to start coming in. Make sure you've got your notifications on. Make sure you've got your players uh, favorited so that you can have easy access to them because you are going to see a lot of movement. And I'm going to update you on the pricing as we get closer to the finish line here one big refresh of the big board and oh boy here he comes john rom trying to make that move he is not the most expensive golfer in the jock market just yet but he's at eight dollars and 76 cents and he's closing the gap to rory mcelroy who is now nine dollars and 20 cents john rom has not only been geez probably the most expensive golfer in whatever ipo he's been in for six months but he's also the number one pre-ranked golfer tonight. And that is important because it breaks all ties. So no matter what finishing position John Rahm finish in, finishes in, even if it's a nine-way tie for second, he gets the full second place payout. That is very, very important. Rory McIlroy's pre-ranked is fourth. Hideki Matsuyama, 786 a share right now. He's your fifth pre-ranked golfer. And then there we go. Finally, a little love for Victor Hovland, who has entered the chat, $7.79 for Victor with Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Scheffler, and Will Zaltoris remaining as the only other golfers over $7 a share. And then there is about a 50 or 60 cent gap to just two, Sung Jae-in, Keith Mitchell, two golfers that both play very well in Florida. Sung Jae is coming off a very disappointing week. We'll see if that ends up affecting his price this evening. But his 90% negative ROI last week was his worst performance in the jock market ever. So maybe you get an opportunity to buy at an all-time low. We'll see how that pans out. I'm going to give the big board a refresh here. 8.55 by my clock. And... Okay, it didn't take long. John Rahm is now the most expensive golfer in the jock market. He has surpassed Rory McIlroy, and he is leaving him in his dust. $9.62 for Mr. Rahm at the moment, which uh, still, I mean, we have seen his last four IPO prices at $10.40, $11.78, $10.75, and $11.91. He has not 
been under $10 since the Century Tournament of Champions. He was 966, and I doubt we are going to see him finish under $10 here this evening. Rory McIlroy still stuck at 920, and Hideki Matsuyama making a little bit of a move with Scotty Scheffler as well. A big move, I believe, in the last couple of moments to Adam Scott. Now $5.55 with Mark Leishman, a former champion, sitting at $6. If we turn this around and look at the top 10 pre-ranked golfers, as you can imagine, John Rahm still reigns supreme but the cheapest top 10 golfer right now is billy horschel five dollars and five cents he's returned you a profit in three straight cash markets 91 percent at the farmers 154 in phoenix and a three percent roi last week at the honda classic so maybe billy horschel should be catching a little bit of steam here over the next minute or two terrell hatton who won this event two years ago five dollars and 35 cents his cash market history is a bit bare because we haven't seen him play in a cash market a pga cash market since the hero world challenge he finished t9 and returned you a 16 percent ROI. He's been playing a lot on that DP World Tour. Let me give the big board a refresh. As of right now, we're in that window or we're about to be in that window because it's not uh, 8.57 by my clock, which means there's a we're about 90 seconds or so at any point. This thing can close. John Rahm, still the most expensive golfer, but Rory, Rory McIlroy is trying to take it away from him. Rory McIlroy is trying to say, not you, Patrick Cantlay. I'll be the guy. I'll be the guy that takes away your crown in a cash market. It, I'll, I'll do it at Bay Hill. 955. Hideki Matsuyama and Scotty Scheffler have both gotten through the $8 mark, and we're seeing a little bit of steam on both Adam Scott and Paul Casey. Now both of them over $6 a share. And Sung J M, people are willing to forgive and forget. That's $7 a share, which is essentially asking him to finish Ooh, 21st or better, and it's right on his fair value. So we put his fair value at 698. He's at $7. Cam Young has not moved from 550. Billy Horschel has not really moved from 550. Cam, uh, excuse me, Jason Kokrak, Max Homa, Cameron Tringale right behind. We're still seeing some pretty good players sub $5. If you're willing to buy low on Sam Burns, 488. That is the cheapest Sam Burns has been since his T2 at the WGC at the end of last year in Memphis. That's the last time we've seen Sam Burns this cheap. Joe's interested. He's going to go buy some shares up I'm right interested. now. <laughs> I saw the eyebrow move. Uh, Thomas <laughs> Peters. $4.29. You can see uh, his results here. Only four cash markets to not so great results, but he's been much better on that DP World Tour. I'm going to try to steal one more refresh here. See what we can find. Okay, John Rahm, not going to let Rory McIlroy get away with this. $10.55 at the moment per share with Rory McIlroy at $9.63. Rory's the only golfer in the $9 tier. There are four in the eights. It's Scotty Scheffler, Hideki, Victor, and Matt Fitzpatrick. So no surprise there. Adam Scott trying to surpass Mark Leishman. Every time I refresh, Adam Scott's 50 cents a share more expensive. Impressive stuff coming from the Australian there. Let me see if I can see a little bit of movement on Sam Burns. Okay, Joe might have put a bid in. $5.55. Still pretty cheap by Sam Burns standards that's the cheapest he's been since the tour championship when he was six dollars and 54 cents so very good stuff if you're trying to buy low are we done close her down shut it down shut it down the ipo is closed flurry on burns late i was in i was involved i i think i got outbid i think i got outbid we'll see in a second here when they come over to the holdings yeah we're gonna find out so we let the dust settle here we'll um 
We'll get Joe's portfolio. I'll give away a little bit of money, but once my big board gets refreshed and I have all the final numbers. So why don't I do this? Why don't I give away a little cash? Uh, the next $20 is going to Master of Traj. Traj. I like that. Trajectory. Very good. You are on the board. Congratulations. We will get that money over to your account in the next couple of business days. So bear with us there. Uh, Joe, has your portfolio come across yet? Are yeah, we... let me get a quick refresh. Yes, it has. So All starting right. at the top, Rick, Hideki. Okay, All good. in on Hideki week got this it. week. Uh, got him at 833. Um, I think that's right around where he was projected. I'm not exactly sure. A couple of guys. Um, really, that's the only guy I really got up top. A couple of in the fours here. Rose, Peters. I felt like Rose was actually, it's already showing me a big uh, plus minus on Rose in the right direction. So, so you got him uh, under I the fair value pro- there. Yeah, I think his projection was right around six bucks and I got him at 495. Peters at 429, then just sort of bottom feeding. I got four guys down here in the mid threes and below. Gary Woodland, thought looked really good last week. Drove it well, hit his irons well, actually putted well on Sunday until the 18th. Um, Willett, who we talked we talked about briefly, but um, I think we're going to see a resurgence from Danny Willett. Won the Alfred Dunhill. He's moved down here to Florida to work with swing coach Sean Foley. Been putting in a lot of work. Um, I think we're going to see him make another move. And then a couple of guys who have just been making cuts and been making ROIs. Sam Ryder, J.J. Spawn. J.J. Spawn has been great in the jock market. A couple of 100% returns. And he's just just been steady down here in the $2.66 I got him for this week. His price hasn't really been going up. And the guy's just putting together good finishes, driving it great and really accurate off the tee right now. Uh, typically has one or two hot putting days throughout the tournament. If he can get through the cut, 266 is a good price. Did you get all those? Those are my seven. I, you know what? I missed one. Who was, who was with Spawn? It was Spawn, uh, Sam Ryder. Ryder. Okay, so I've got you for Hideki, Rose, Peters, Woodland, Willett, Spawn, Ryder. Is that all of them? One, that's two, three, it. four, five, six, seven. Okay, so that's Joe's portfolio. Let us know who you got in the chat. We always like to see that but uh at this point i can give you i can give you the big board here and we can see if there's any surprises john ron was not going to be dethroned tonight ten dollars and 55 cents a share he is still wow. our he's still our alpha in the jock market yeah 1055 he caught some late steam because he was there in the nine so people uh you know people aren't shy about john ron we know how good he is it's only a matter of time before he gets a one next to his name and position that's, that's more expensive than he was at um at riviera it's that a lot thing. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Roy McIlroy, 985. He's in the second tier of his own there. No surprise. And then the guys that we kind of thought would be right behind Scheffler, Victor, Hideki, Fitzpatrick. Any, any out of the top six, you think anybody else should have been in there? Should Sung Jay have been there? Should Zal Torres have been more expensive? I think it kind of mirrors the odds board pretty well this week. We don't always see that. I did have some Sung Jay, I think at like 722. So that was the one that I lost out on late there. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that everything looks pretty, pretty correct there, in my opinion. 
A $7 Sung Jay, at least the last two times he's been in that price range, he's returned your profit in both. So it's a pretty good price on yeah. our last three, actually, in the sevens. Pretty good for Sung Jay M. Leishman kicks off the $6 range with Adam Scott, Paul Casey, Keith Mitchell, Max Homa. This all looks about right. I'm really interested to see what Billy Horschel does. You know, he's he, this is three good events in a row, and this is uh, on the cheaper side of things for him. He was 824 at the Honda, returned to profit, now 603. I think he could end up being a steal at that price. Yeah, he's frustrating in a sense. I don't really like I the, the putting thing just bothers me. It's just not quite my brand. And the way that he was uh, following him around a little bit last week, he seemed to be very grumpy, to say the least. Um, but returning you a good money in the jock market. So uh, you let your dollars do the talking. He did mention though, something Rick in like the post round thing. in one of his interviews that uh, he's, he's now he's basically exclusively hit a draw his entire career. He's working with a swing coach now, basically trying to hit a fade. And he seemed very frustrated with it. Although it was kind of working. It wasn't like he's, he's hitting it. Okay. But he seems to think that, um, it's not all being put together. I just have a feeling uh, an implosion is due for Billy Ho. I don't know if it's coming this week, but soon. Uh, late flurry for Sam Burns, $5.60. As I mentioned, uh, that's the cheapest he's been since. Good price. Yeah, the, the, the this entire season he's been more. Corey Connors, too. I mean, he, he's been kind of in the same. Mo- I wouldn't say the same as Burns, but he was so hot, and it felt like he was basically top 15-ing everything there for a while. Couple of missed cuts in a row. Maybe he's you know it seems like a fair price down there at five thirty five. Cam Young went for five fifty five. That's interesting. Interesting. Sahith went for four dollars and twenty six cents a share. That's a pretty good price. Svensson at three sixty two. Yeah, I think I might regret not going back to Svensson there. Although PGA was just such a good course for him. Uh, That's where he won. Sort of getting into through his Q school was at PGA National. So. Great history there for him. He lives right here in West Palm. Um, I it's just tough, right? He had a lot of like friends and family following him around on Sunday. So maybe a little bit of a, you know, you, you get yourself into contention and you blow a couple in the water through the bear trap, maybe a little bit of a letdown spot. Who knows? Yeah. Well, listen, the the live stuff, uh, what I know about Florida with these swings is uh, being in the jock market live also very valuable as long as you're paying attention and knowing what the scoring holes are and knowing the holes that uh, could become troublesome, Joe, because I think what was the cut line last week? Two over. Is that what it ended up being? Yeah. Two over. I mean, yeah. Anything on haven't really looked, but anything on uh, advantageous weather draw that you've seen this week? I saw, I uh, do not quote me on this, but last time I checked, which as you know, in Florida can change quite quickly. I think Friday afternoon was worse, but I didn't know. I don't remember if it was big enough for it to be actionable. Yeah. Things can change quickly. Like you said, it's just gusty here. Like um, no matter what the wind is, even last week at PGA, it was like 10 to 12 mile an hour winds, which is nothing. But when it goes from zero to like 15, that's what messes with these guys. Yeah, you get gusted and it's no no fun out there. Okay, well, uh, this is the second leg of the Florida swing. And the next one next week, pretty big, Joe. Players Championship. Yeah. Also, I imagine we're getting, I haven't heard, are we getting every shot live again? I, we, have uh, to, right? we have to. Yeah, we got to get every shot live. I think it's on a slight, slight tape delay, but it was really cool. I wish they would roll it out more. 
Um, but yeah, you can get every shot from every player, just basically the the birds chirping and players shooting. I love that. Everything about it. So really good stretch of golf for us now, and it'll be the Masters before you know it. So uh, good luck in the jock market this week, Joe. I will see you uh, next Wednesday night, dude. Later. See you guys. Awesome. Cool. Thanks yeah. for stopping by. Good night. See ya.